welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences. But it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are are our problems. problems. Welcome to episode 73 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, equip, and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, big? Oh, tasty. It's just Jeremy here today, guys. Um... Unfortunately, I was sitting down to edit the podcast, and we had a catastrophic audio error. My computer ran out of memory when we were uh, recording on Saturday morning, and we totally didn't catch it until I sat down to edit the podcast. So you've got me just for this quick moment, but uh, the good thing is we still have all the audio from our interview with Mark Harris, and so you'll get part two of that today. But before we go into uh, that interview with Mark Harris and let you guys uh, hear the finish of that, just want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Planning Center Online. Now, here's the deal. We talk about them every single week. They have been a sponsor uh, for a long time, and here's the deal. We just we believe so highly in what they do because here's the deal. As worship and tech leaders, all of us use the services module, right? We all have that app. And honestly, most of us could probably say, we don't know how you can do ministry without it. But here's the thing. And what made me so excited to partner with Planning Center Online is they have a whole suite of apps that will help you manage your church that honestly, when you get into them and you start using them, you'll say the same thing that you would say with the services app. And that's, I don't know how I can do ministry without it. Let's say you uh, do small group ministry. Guess what? There's an app for that. Uh, maybe you're in charge of running at the rooms and making sure everybody's where they needs to be. They have a resources app just for you. Online giving, they have an app just for you. Registrations for events, they have an app just for you. And so um, if you guys have not checked out Planning Center Online yet, you really need to. Um, and you really need to check out some of these other apps. We've talked about a lot about the People app and just how uh, powerful that is. And it's free, guys. Like the People app is free. And so if you have not done it yet, go check out Planning Center Online today and uh, start using some of their apps because it will really change the way you do ministry. So guys, we are very thankful for you guys. We want to let you know we're praying for y'all as we try to figure out how to have Easter services as we're figuring out uh, what the Passion Week looks like without actually being able to be in the same room with all of our congregants. And so uh, we are praying for y'all, me, Brian, and Scott, and uh, we love you guys. And so we're really excited for you to get into uh, the second interview that we have here with Mr. Mark Harris. Okay, so you joined, so you did what, 16 years like for him and a and a this I don't is for him still do any shows or stuff like that or is for him kind of well you know I tell you it's really it's we we still get together we're we're actually going to be together in about a month and we we'll get together in Orlando Florida and go up to near Daytona and there's one oh, event cool. that we do every year and we've done it for the last twenty something years and we'll we're doing it again and it's in it's in Florida and it's a it's a pro am golf tournament a fundraiser oh, cool. for nice. the national Christian colleges. And it's just one of those things where it's like, we like golf. Um, yeah. <laughs> we like Florida when it's still cold in our hometown. So exactly. it's, oh, yeah. it's kind of like, and, and we're great friends with the guy that uh, is the president of the NCCAA. And so 
we get together with him and we help them raise funds for uh, to send college students on missions trips during the summer that are athletes. And so mm, mm. it's, we've been doing it for a while. And so that's the only event that's we awesome. do, uh, but we probably, we, there is an event we're going to do later in the year. It's one more thing, but typically it's just one event a year. So we're mm. still for him. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So what was it like, like 16 years in the four year or the for him <laughs> thing, and then you transition into the local church. What was that like for you? Uh, you know what? It's like starting over and having to learn a new occupation for me. I think, wow. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not an easy transition. And I think that's the thing that I always feel like I need to let my fellow artist friends know. And it's like the, what you, the things that you did out there when you're on the road and you're touring and you're recording albums, it looks like it's pretty similar. But really, pastoring is a totally different thing than being an artist. Um, mm. Because like an artist, the reality is it pretty much is all about you. And it's all about you, your, your bio and your, your, your marketing you so that you can get your message out there. And, and being an artist really can develop some unhealthy things in a person. Um, but being a pastor can too. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah. But the reality is, is an artist is really kind of more self-focused and being a pastor is completely the opposite. It's others focused. So it's like, I'm a worship pastor, but, but I, the, the reality is, is I'm a pastor slash that does worship. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that like, I'm not a guy that just, looks to the weekend and goes, okay, if, if I, if I get it done on Saturday and Sunday at gateway, that's all I do. No, I'm, I'm a pastor first. And so the reality is, is that team that God has entrusted me with that I lead and that I am the pastor over. And that's the worship team at, at gateway there. I'm shepherding them. And so uh, how I shepherd them matters. You know, it's like when you look and, you know, I think it's, in Ezekiel, when it talks about the good shepherd and the bad shepherd, you know, I didn't have to shepherd anyone and for him, you know, as an artist, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm shepherding people. And I want to be on the side of the good shepherd that feeds them, that nurtures them, that actually protects them from the wolves, that keeps them, you know, safe. And so me being a pastor and I'm an under shepherd because the real shepherd is Christ. So how mm. I treat his sheep, he takes it very personal. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, so I would say for him was a ministry. We did have a focus on sharing the gospel. Our heart was really to pastor people when we were passing through the town. But the reality is, is we did like, I look back now and I'm like, no, I, I didn't really, I was an artist that had a ministry, but now I'm a pastor that has a ministry. So it's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's so cool. So like, of the four guys that were in for him. So you ended up at Gateway and then Andy ends up at Church on the Move, right? Yes. Are the other two guys, are they in ministry or are they? They are. Well, they're like. Uh, I mean, it's all ministry, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like maybe local church wise. Yeah. No, they're not really. Like Kirk owns a studio um, and does like recording projects. Uh, he likes, Kirk always has dabbled in production. And so that's what he does. Marty is an educator. He is at a big school in Denver, Colorado called 
uh, it's like valor and it's like this, it's all, it's actually like a, it's almost a, a college prep type school where mm, mm. it's just, mm-hmm. and they have this incredible endowment for arts there. And so Marty is over this amazing studio and recording and production and uh, like the so kids cool. that go to Valor actually. So it's like the school that Christian McCaffrey went to, like a lot of pro athletes. Oh, wow. there. Uh, like Marty taught Christian McCaffrey. How to play piano? Mm. <laughs> or, or taught him production. <laughs> so, I don't know if, it, but the Marty's like, yeah, but all these like, so he's got a bunch of these guys that have come through there, and it's funny because when I'm talking to him, I'm like, and it, he, he has one of the coolest studios at his school that he teaches at. But but anyway, it's just it's like we all are still involved, and in, I think what I would say is Marty and Andy and and myself are very much in the mentoring season of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marty's doing it at a school. Andy and I do it at a church. But, and I don't, Kirk is still, I'm sure he does as well because we all feel passionate about that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. We ended up in the local church, Andy and I. That's so cool. I mean, so cool. it says a lot about, and then the other thing that blows my mind is the amount of people that have come through truth. <laughs> yeah. It's staggering. Who, Brian, who else did we talk to? Was it, did Meredith Andrews, did she sing in truth? Uh, somebody we talked to did. Um, yeah, somebody else we talked to yeah. was in Truth, uh, and one of my, I mean, it's just one of my heroes, OG Steve Green. Yeah, came through. Oh, really? Truth. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and the, who was the? Did the guy from Avalon? Uh, what was his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he sang an experience. Jody McBrayer, the real high Jody McBrayer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good night. Long, uh, Jen Long. I mean, uh, Natalie Grant. Uh, it, Holy uh, moly. Unbelievable. Little Big Town, the uh, uh, Karen, the girl in that. Uh, yes, like, that's right. Like uh, it kind of kind of <laughs> go through the whole thing. It's like, and then you start making up names. Like, <laughs> like I can keep going. It's like you have all these producers, and then you find out, and then I think you know it's funny because I, I laughed about it. It was just hilarious. So somebody kept coming up to me going, Yeah, there was one of the guys that was one of the singers in for him and he, you know, he's, I used to go to church with him and I'm like, well, it's only four of us. And I'm like, yeah. And so, and, the, and she's giving me a name and I'm like, no. And she, and, and it's funny because the person was like, no, he did. I know he did because I, I, I he told me and uh, I, I think, you know, I even saw him when he was in for him and I'm like, no. And I, I keep, no, it's not possible. And so it's, it's just funny, but, but truth. Uh, you could just say you were there, and because so many people were in it, mm. um, oh yeah, we believe you. You know, if you want, oh, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to say, "Man, yeah, we were in truth," I'm going there, going, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Dude, when, when I when I was in high school, I wore out the Truth 25th Anniversary oh. album. I wore that joke. Jesus never fails. That was my come jam. on, oh, come man. on. Hey, you know what? When I was in college, and Truth came through, I went to Lee College, which is now Lee University in Tennessee, and. Mm. And so I'm at Lee and <clears throat> Truth came through. I'm from Mobile, which is where Truth based. They were mm-hmm. based out of Mobile, Alabama. And I, growing up in a small Pentecostal church, I did I never heard Truth because Truth sang in bigger churches and Baptist churches. And, and so I was at Lee and they came through and, and Roger Breland standing on the platform and he said, um, we're based out of Mobile, Alabama. And I'm like, there's no way. No, I mean, <laughs> and, I'm like, and I became this this the, like major fan because it was that was the group of truth 
that were, were the originals that recorded Jesus Never Fails. Oh, man. Um, it was Joni Kearns and, and Paul Lynch. And so I'm like, and I became a big fan. I was like, and so anyway, fast forward to me graduating a few years later. And then Roger called and said, hey, I've got your name from somebody. And I was like, done. You know, it's like, yeah. So awesome. But Roger, Roger Breland and Al Denson are the two like most interesting men <laughs> in the Christian and the CCM thing. Like, they are. Man. Right. Like it's just all these people they know and have been a part of. Yeah. And well, every time I'm with every time I'm with Al, it's another story. Well, I help find this. If you you did what? Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a thing. You know, it's like there's a like you take Strengths Finder and you look at that book and it's like you look at Woo and you and, and oh, yeah. Woo you put Al because he has Woo in him. Win a bit like he can <laughs> he can Woo you. Oh, one hundred percent. Roger does ha- has to have it in him too because they're both highly influential people. They. They're not, you know, it's like they will not leave the earth without people knowing their name because they've had so much impact on people's lives. And um, Oh, yeah. And I do. I, I live in the same city as Al and we go to the same. Al goes to Gateway. and I love Al. He's a great friend. And um, But it is funny because it's like, you know, I, I, Al will tell you a story of something that he's done and you would think if it were anyone else, they're lying. But you just look at <laughs> Al and you're like, you know. <laughs> of course you did. I just look at Al and I'm like, sure you did. Because, because it's true. He does. It's like he has a fascinating life. Yeah, I was sitting with him at... Um uh, at experience last year in Orlando, we're sitting on the stage. We're just chatting and stuff. Hold on a second. He gets on the phone. He gets out. I'm like, who's that? He goes, ah, oh, it's just the Jonas brothers, dad. And I'm like, <laughs> and no, and it's true. what is happening right now. And it's hundred percent true. <laughs> no. Okay. So let me tell you, this is hilarious. So the Jonas brothers come through Dallas and, uh, I, I'm, so they have connections with some of our worship team members, specifically one. And so he gets, you know, tickets and, and he just wants me to go. And so I go backstage and I meet them and we're talking and I know Kevin Jonas, their dad. Um, mm. uh, he used to be, he was a worship leader at CFNI years ago. And so mm. anyway, I'm backstage. And, and so it's funny because you say that and I walk in. And so there's this one room that's kind of the meeting room for the Jonas Brothers. And I'm in there with this group of people that I'm hanging out with. The next room over is Kevin, the dad. And I walk in that room and Al's sitting in there with him. <laughs> so it's true. It's like, funny. It's like, Al, I'm like, Al, what are you doing here? But it is true. Al knows everybody. Um, everybody. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. So, okay, Mark, first of all, just I, on behalf of worship leaders and production people all over the place, thank you for just how, how Gateway is so generous and how you guys push us, the rest oh, of us, and inspire us and encourage us. So thank you uh, for oh, that. Well, you're welcome. And I'd, we, we asked this question to everybody who comes on, and it is, if we, could, if we had a big enough room and we got every worship leader, every player in the band, singer, every production tech, if we could get them all in one place and we handed you a microphone, what would you say to that group? Well, I would say to that group, um, believe the best in one another. Um, mm. Like, mm. Uh, I think the thing, the way that the enemy loves to work and, and, and it's, I've seen it, uh, the way that he comes in and tries to create like his perfect plan is by creating divisiveness because he knows that if he can he just bring division among the teams, like the live production team and the worship team, and maybe 
the the vocalist with the band or you know or, or just in any of that it's like unity is is the thing that the enemy cannot work against he can't like if you're unified then he's basically powerless but when you are divided then there there's where he has power because it's like you know there's a, there's a there's a like the unibody car years ago they had an engine that could take a car faster but they didn't have the frame to be able to hold the engine because if if they put the engine in a bolted together frame the the engine would literally uh, if you got to a certain speed it would break the car apart mm. and so um but when they built a unibody frame finally they could break land speed records in a car because they could put the engine that was already there that was big enough to carry the car at a certain speed but they had to have a unified body and it's the same mm, way with mm, the power mm. of god the power oh, of god can't fill what's not one and so the day of pentecost was more about unity than it was about speaking in tongues it was about god saying they're together and it says they were all in one accord they were unified God came down and he filled that. The enemy has no place where unity is. And so I would say to worship teams, live production teams, be guys that basically contend for unity more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and that mm -hmm. means dying to self, dying to your references, what you want, and your preferences, what you prefer. Dying, laying that down and saying, I'm here to serve the greater good and build unity. Where unity is, God shows up. Mm, 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 mm. Come on. Wowzers. That's what's you pick, pick that mic up and drop it again. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that, that, that mic you dropped, if you could go ahead. And, <laughs> no, and you know what? The, the analogy I have to also say, that, you know, Jimmy Evans, our other pastor here, mm, is the mm. one that gave the analogy of the unibody car. And I, when he said it, I was like, wow. ah, it was revelation because I was like, yes, it's true. Wow. So, that is so good. That is so okay. good. So, Let's go a little practical real quick. So like we've had, do you know a guy by the name of Lawrence Swicegood? Oh, I know Lawrence. Yes. Okay. So we've had him a couple of times at my last church. He would come down and do some consulting for us. Oh, he's brilliant. And so he's telling us, yeah. Oh yeah. Tell us a little bit about gateway. Like, you know, I think at that time, this was maybe two years ago. I think it was like 33,000 people yeah. uh, had come through for the weekend. <laughs> but then he was also talking about like, but if you really looked at it with people who only come like, you know, 1.7 times per month, it's really probably close to 90,000 people a month that are coming through. Yeah. Okay. Like how many volunteers are we talking? How do you keep this thing rolling? You know what I mean? Like, can yeah. you just share just a little bit on the practical side of like what it looks like to keep that kind of a monster yeah. moving forward? Well, I, it is, uh, it is a very large group of people that come through gateway. Um, and you know, the mega church model is a fascinating thing. It requires a whole lot of volunteers and, and a large staff. We have a large staff at Gateway. Um, but the thing is, what we really are focused on, and, and we are always um, trying to accomplish through the ministry of Gateway, is not hiring so many staff members that people don't have a place to volunteer. Um, mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. people, because mm -hmm. serving is where people find joy. And so it's like, um, we want people to be embedded in the family of God at Gateway. And so, you know, our goal is that if there are 90,000 people that come through the doors, all 90,000 of them are serving, you know? Mm -hmm. No, we don't, we don't, we're not able to get to that number, but 
it is a thing where um, we we are very focused on. We call it build team gatherings, where we gather the people that serve, and it's always a celebration. We do that every quarter at, at our camp, at the South Lake campus, which is the main campus, broadcast campus. We do it at all campuses, actually. But that build team gathering is where we pull people in, and we really deputize them and empower them <laughs> as people that like it's not. We we say to them, you know, we have pastors, but feel the same burden and weight on you as you serve to know that you're empowered to minister to people. And and in order for people to do that well, we also have to equip them. So on Wednesday nights, we have a thing called Equip, where we are equipping people uh, so that they're better capable of serving in a way that, um, you know, can really minister to people and serve in the church with excellence. So... And it is, a, it, you know, it, it, it is mind-boggling because, I mean, there are churches that are larger than Gateway. I know Life Church and, and the Highlands, and uh, maybe there are others. I don't, I don't know where we kind of fit in that. But I've just been amazed. At, like, like I'm, 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 it's funny because it's like <laughs> I came from a church in lower Alabama that was a great church and still is a great church. And, uh, you know, at some churches, you have to be generalist to kind of be able to do it all. At Gateway, we have people that are generalists that, that kind of reach across lanes. but And we try to serve one another, but it's really kind of a situation where at Gateway, we, we hire people, too, that are specialists, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you need, you need people to kind of serve in their area and, and really make sure that they're doing what needs to be done in that area to keep things healthy. Church health is a priority for us too. It's like staff, yeah. Health, like, like, and it, it goes back to unity too. So I'd say, you know, if you're on a, if you're serving on a staff, um, and I think the thing for me, and I'd say this to both of you, one of the things that I've realized is that when whenever you mention a person's name and you're talking about that person, assume that you need to talk about them as if they're in the room um, because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it, I, I've seen just where the enemy can come in and, uh, and whatever you say about the people that you work with really, you know, the enemy knows that and he, he hears that. And so mm-hmm. I think honor, like we have five things in the culture of gateway worship that we consider non-negotiables. We are a community and a culture of honor, loyalty, humility, kindness, and trust. And so that those five things, if we have honor, if we have humility, if we have loyalty, if we have kindness and we have trust, then we'll have a healthy worship community. Mm. Mm, that's good. So good. Um, All right. Well, we've said this before. We're going to pause a second so you can go write that down. Okay. <laughs> Just go ahead and hit pause right there. <laughs> Wow. Well, Mark, thank you so much, man. Thank you, bro. This has been, man. Man. This has been awesome. Uh, you so know what? Awesome. I, I'm, you know what? I loved your. I, I, I love following you guys on Instagram. It's it's <laughs> fun. Um, it's like I I laugh. It, it gives me a smile in the middle of my day. Some of the posts and it's like, it's, like, it's, just, it's like I'm like thank you, thank you for posting that. Thank you for yeah. <laughs> it's like it, and it, it's like I think. What I love about what you guys are doing is um, I, I feel like there has been like a, a vacuum and a void of joy in the church 
um, mm. especially just because we get our hands on the wheel and we start stewarding what God has given us and and we get so busy and working and it's like I think that it's it's something to be said for we need to be able to laugh and we need to be able to also like I don't know I, I, really even for where I've been in the past few years there's a lot of work that we have here going on and so I can get to going and then one day I wake up and I realize I really don't have joy and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just love that you guys are actually kind of giving us some joy and just the ability and the opportunity to laugh and um because i think the lord like joy is strength that's what his word says so (laughs) so you're strengthening the body of christ when you give them joy and so thank you for doing that wow gosh our pleasure pleasure our pleasure man Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Don't forget, you can go to our website, www.worshipleaderprobs.com. From there, you can submit your prayer concerns uh, that you might have that we could read live on the air. And uh, you can also go to our online store and pick up some t-shirts to help uh, brighten up your day in the midst of everything that's going on. And so, guys, we are just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya.